Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Crushcast. Today's guest is back for a second time, Carl Fisher. Now the first call that we had was all about these crazy endurance challenges. This one is gonna be about optimizing human potential and longevity. Carl, thanks for coming back. Hey, thanks for having me again, it's, it's awesome. One of my favorite books of last year was Peter Atiyah's book, Outlive. I'm sure you've read it. Yes, uh, recently, within the last couple of months. And to some degree, you are our equitable advisors representative in terms of approaching living well and longevity. I'd love to hear about some of the things that you and your wife, Lori, are doing to extend your life and to live well. Yes. Um, I guess one of the things I did after reading his book pretty quickly was go and get a VO2 max test because he mentions that in his yeah. book as an indicator of longevity. So I, I put myself through that punishment for a, a few, you know, five, 10 minutes uh, on the bike with the mask on and all that good stuff to get a, to, to get a good read on that. And where did you do out, that, Carl? Uh, down here in Boulder, we actually go to a um, regenerative medicine doctor now here yeah. in Boulder. Um, and I had him recommend uh, where to go for that. There's all kinds of stuff like that here in Boulder, <laughs> Colorado, which is cutting edge on a lot of this kind of kind of stuff. But you, I, I don't. It's not that expensive. You could just go out and get that done. So I was. I did. I did it myself. I went to Canyon you? Ranch last okay. year with my okay. wife Chris, and I nice. got a VO2 max study. So now you've got your VO2 max. What did you do with that? Uh, I really didn't do much. I, I, I see what it is. I want to improve on it. So it's a matter of implementing, doing some more, I guess, interval training to try to try to raise that up a bit. But I do interval training when I cycle all the time out here because to get home, I have to climb about a thousand feet up the hill because we live on the side of the mountain. So I'm always kind of stressing the, the body when we ride from our house to just get back up to my house. So. What I took from it was what you just referenced. The way to expand your capacity is with HIT, high intensity interval training. And many of us have backgrounds where we did a lot of endurance stuff. That's not necessarily going to expand it like HIT does. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You got to do some more intense stuff, definitely, to so get it you've, higher. You've met with, tell me about regeneration. So you've, you've visited some doctors and some specialists. Uh, yeah, so we're members at this uh, practice here in Boulder, and we've the most recent thing I did was actually get my stem cells harvested and then redeployed back into my body in two fashions. One was an injection into my hip, which I got bone on bone in my hip, and so hopefully that will help that situation. And the other it's just an IV drip, and then the cells go wherever you know they kind of feel necessary. And I don't know if you know much about stem cells, but this um, is getting more and more attention these days. Um, they come from your own body, either adipose, which is fat, or bone marrow, which is painful. So we did the adipose. Um, and then we send them out to a, a, a bank, and they grow them. So then you can tap into them um, later in life, like right before ski season or, or right before a, um, 
a big endurance event or something like that, I can redeploy those stem cells in my body. Now it's not cheap, but um, you know, all these things help with longevity, doing the things that I, I love to do, keeps me motivated to, you know, continue serving my clients as well for as, as long as I can. And I think, you know, older advisors should really consider some of these different um, longevity techniques because, you know, most of the guys love what they do and want to keep doing it for as long as we can. I uh, like so the concept. I like the concept that they're your stem cells. I listened to a Tony Robbins book and he was like an early adopter of stem cell treatments and definitely yep. very convincing, but yep. involved traveling to a foreign land and they were yep. not your stem cells. Yeah, so they're, they're just, placenta. It, yeah, they're yeah, placenta. Yeah, at face value, cells. the fact yep. that they're yours to me yeah. just a little a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, I guess the only negative with that, and we don't want to go down this rabbit hole, is that, um, you know, as we get older, our stem cells, you know, the decay of them starts to accelerate. So when we're 80, we only have like one one thousandth of the stem cells we had as an yeah. infant. So if you're ever going to harvest them, probably want to do it if, if you're 60 or younger, you know, that's the time to do it. Um, this is a call to action. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there, there you go. There you go. But the other thing we do with, with him is um, peptide therapy. I recently had a surgery and peptides, they're biological compounds made of two or more amino acids. Um, so after a few weeks of peptide treatment, you can get a faster rate of healing in your soft tissue from tears of ligaments or things like that. They can help lower your body fat, increase muscle, of different, you know, there's all kinds of different peptides out there, and they're usually delivered via a uh, subcutaneous in injection. So I did that. He he had me do a couple of those after surgery for a few weeks, and I felt that that helped me uh, bounce back a lot quicker from from surgery to the point where I was skiing like three weeks after actually prostate surgery. Believe it or not. So so this um, is not just post surgery though. Like you can have no. this peptide and, yeah, and where could, would somebody go to do that? Um, well, I mean, you can go to a regenerative medicine place, but there's also some online um, and I can, I can recommend a book. There's, there's a peptide book out there. There's a guy that's all over this peptide stuff and he recommends where you can get these peptides online if you want to do it that way. But it's definitely better to go through, a you know a physician i feel it might be yeah. more expensive to go through a physician but they yeah. know your they're going to know your body you know also with the regenerative medicine i get labs like three times a year now and they're looking at all different kinds of markers to you know check for potential type 2 diabetes you know um cardiac issues uh alzheimer's things along those lines and looking at the you know where i stand in, with these different um markers and then making recommendations. He actually recommends uh, supplements based on my labs and things like that. So I think it, it, you know, it's got a lot of benefit going to see these guys. I mean, one of the things, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention NAD. I don't know if you've heard of NAD. No. Um, it's a, you know, it's a, they call it a miracle molecule. It's a coenzyme used by mitochondria in every cell in our body. Helps with energy production, DNA repair, reduces muscle atrophy, improves endurance and strength, tumor suppression, decreases inflammation, 
Um, so we supplement with that via typically an, an IV like every other month. Um, some people say it's as close to the fountain of youth that you can get. Um, you know, What's your view? Of, so how do you feel after you've had that? I, I've, you know, I just did a, a 30 mile bike race yesterday in the winter here in Boulder after a snowstorm. And, you know, I don't know, I'm doing all these different things, but I felt really, really solid and riding on dirt roads that were basically mud because they were so wet from, from the snow and just powered through. And I think maybe only a handful of guys that were older than me were ahead of me. So I think all this stuff helps. It's hard to pinpoint, you know, which one helps the most, but, you know, I just, especially after the stem cells, I felt really, really good after the stem cells. And uh, I just, you know, feel invigorated. Uh, next month, I'm going on two backcountry ski trips, like human power, where we're climbing the mountain and skiing down four, five days in a row, that type of thing. So, um, you know, I think all this stuff, all this stuff helps. And of course, you've got to eat healthy, you know, reduce supplements, but you, you know, you got to eat healthy. Um, and so slowing down, slowing down is option. Slowing down is option. I mean, we all, all of us hear from people that will say, yeah, you know, I, I can't do that anymore. And, it, and a lot of times these are things they really enjoy. And yeah. maybe that's not the case. Maybe there's I, something somebody stopped doing 10 years ago with the right approach and some of the things that you're talking about, they could start doing them again. Yeah. I, I don't think it has to be that way. I think you can stay strong probably into your eighties and nineties. And then you, as you saw Peter T and some of these guys think that, you know, we can now live to 120 with some of these new technologies out there, stem cells, NAD, all this kind of stuff, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not, I that just... we want, not that we want to work that long. I mean, Zenith's a, Zenith is only about 28 years away for 22 years away for me. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I just finished a book. It was called The Book of Charlie. And it was Park about a Charlie. Gentleman. The Book of Charlie. And it was about okay. this gentleman who passed away at 109. And it was oh. written by his neighbor. And his wow. neighbor chronicled what his life was like from 101 to 109. And we've all seen this. We've seen people, and you find out how old they are, they say on 90, and you wouldn't have guessed that they were 70. And right. it's never an accident. If right. somebody's listening to this and they're like, okay, this sounds great, but this sounds out there. Do you have one or two go-to recommendations that you could make to somebody on improving their energy and improving their health? What would those go-tos be? Well, the first always has to be exercise and moving your body. I think I've said this in the last podcast, you know, just get out there, ride your bike, or even if it's a walk or swim or, or something like that, that's got to be number one. Uh, number two is, is probably eat healthy. I mean, all these other things just, you know, stack on top of the basics, really, uh, I think. But number one has got to be exercise. And that's what Peter says in his in his book, which is doing things you know, at zone two intensity, I, I know you know what that means, but it's, you know, not quite like your lactate threshold, but getting your heart pumping and going again, hiking, biking, swimming, skiing, whatever it is. Uh, we do yoga too, to, you know, stay, try to stay flexible as well. 
but uh, it's got to be exercise. Diet. So the fundamentals are still the fundamentals. One, get your fitness right. And then that's aerobic threshold, not anaerobic threshold. Two, get your nutrition right. And if you've done both of those, then these are your extenders. These are your magnifiers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let me give yeah, you a that, close out. Go ahead. You got to do the cold plunge too, but you got to oh, get yeah. in it. You got to get in it when it's colder than 50 degrees though. You got to get it down into the third. You got to get it into the thirties. I was in, it was 34 this morning and it was 22 degrees outside at 6 AM in the dark. And your <laughs> body's crazy. totally adjusted, right? I mean, like no, that, not really. Just... That's, that's a tough one. Jumping right in yeah. at, you know, uh, you got to get your breathing down. That's another thing. Breath work is always a, a good thing, but you, you got to get your breathing down, slow down your breathing. Then you can stay in, colder water for longer when you do that breath work and cold plunge are initially shocking but the fact is we were all engineered to do that all right let me ask you one closeout question i know you've got to have an adventure scheduled in the next six months uh what type <laughs> of wacky thing do you have on your calendar all right well we got the backcountry ski things next month but i turned 60 in july and i'm a big cyclist so we, uh, we hooked up with Trek Travel and are going to go to the Tour de France in July. And oh. it doesn't finish in Paris this year. It finishes in Nice. So we're going to be cycling um, along the French Riviera doing that that bike ride. You know, that's not going to be too intense. That's five, five, six days of cycling and enjoying the, that part of the country. But then after that, take a couple of days off. We're taking a train to Chamonix, France. And then we're going to do the Tour de Mont Blanc, which is the circumnavigation of of the mountain of Mont Blanc, which is about 120 miles of of trekking on your feet over nine days. There you go. Carl Fisher, living life with a flourish. This has been awesome. Thanks for the inspiration. All right. Thanks, Jim. Good talking to you again.